0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Well, good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you too. Let's jump into deep end of the pool, the last leg of a Southeast Asia trip for President Yoon. This is our first keyword of the day. Yoon and Bali. Makes it sound like he's in a vacation spot, but that's not what was <laughs> happening. Uh, President Yoon is in Bali for a three-day visit that includes his attendance at a G20 summit and various business events. What can we expect?
1: Well, certainly the opposite of a vacation. He's been very busy, in fact, uh, with a lot of uh, meetings and summits. Uh, he began with a business summit where he... Touted digital transformation. He's been using that term a lot recently, and he said it was the key to overcoming the global economic crisis. Uh, he said that the current economic crisis was caused by si- uh, supply side shocks rather than uh, demand side factors. And that's why he stressed that the market driven private sector should play a central role in transforming uh, economic systems as well and uh, need to improve supply chains. And he added that the Korean government is significantly increasing research and development investment in science and technology and nurturing talented professionals in high tech industries in line with that digital transformation. Um, At the G20 summit scheduled for today, Yun is expected to make an address in a session on food, energy and security and another on global health. Uh, there is interest to see if Yoon will have any interactions with Chinese President Xi Jinping. He'll mm-hmm. also be attending the G20 summit. That'll be closely watched because it comes at a time when the U.S. and China have been in kind of a, a bit of a tension uh, lately. But some reconsideration after a Joe Biden sea summit. We'll be getting onto that in uh, just a moment.
0: All right. So before we move on to that high stakes bilateral talks, Yun has also met with Indonesian President Joko Widodo. Uh, There are clear uh, ways of, uh, of cooperation. What did they discuss?
1: Right. Well, the presidential office said they discussed potential areas of cooperation between the two economies and the pair assessed that follow up cooperation between the two nations has been proceeding actively in many different fields. Uh, President Yoon stressed that the two countries should strengthen supply chain links based on what he called their mutually complementary industrial structures. Uh, Yoon described South Korea as the optimal partner also for Indonesia's making, uh, making Indonesia 4.0 strategy aimed at promoting the manufacturing industry through the use of the country's rich natural resources. Yun further proposed the two countries advance their cooperation in digital transitions and clean energy and they also agreed to cooperate closely to further develop bilateral relations on the occasion of next year's 50th anniversary of Mm. the establishment of their diplomatic ties.
0: All right, so clear uh, areas of cooperation between Indonesia and South Korea. Let's move on to what you alluded to earlier. It was clearly a high-stakes bilateral talks, a first since President Biden took office. This is our second keyword of the day. Biden meets Xi. So it's a highly anticipated meeting between China's leader Xi Jinping and U.S. counterpart Joe Biden. They finished with both leaders expressing an openness to repairing frayed relations. Uh, Although high stakes, it had been projected to yield little results. um, But the tensions were mounting. The two leaders tried to strike a slightly warmer tone. Run us through what was discussed.
1: It certainly was a warmer tone than what we've heard from both sides, uh, separately speaking anyway, uh, when the two leaders talk about each other's countries. Uh, But they touched on the war in Ukraine, military tension in the Taiwan Straits and North Korean missile tests as well. Biden said he and Xi were very blunt with one another. Xi, according to his spokesperson, viewed the meeting as in-depth, candid and constructive. Uh, Biden and Xi both said in their opening remarks that they were looking for ways to coexist despite their disagreements. Biden said the two leaders had agreed to set up a mechanism where there would be dialogues at key levels of government to resolve issues. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken will also be visiting China soon as well to further those talks. And Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua who who is in the meeting, tweeted that the two leaders instructed their teams to promptly follow up and implement common understandings reached between them she added that they vowed to take concrete actions to put china-us relations back on track of steady development biden said he believes that there need not be a new cold war between the us and china when asked about such concerns now despite agreeing to hold further discussions a good portion of the meeting appeared to be a series of exchanges of viewpoints on areas where the two uh, disagree now on Taiwan for example Biden reassures C that US policy has not changed and that the United States does not support changes uh, to the status quo from either side and he told reporters he did not believe there would be any imminent attempt by China to invade uh, Taiwan C. told Biden the Taiwan issue was what he called the number one uncrossable red line in terms of China-U.S. relations. He said it's an issue for the people of China to resolve. So basically say the U.S. shouldn't really be getting involved. Mm. Um, On North Korea, Biden said he was unsure if China was able to control Pyongyang, but he thought Beijing had an obligation to attempt to dissuade North Korea from such provocations, missile tests and nuclear tests alike. Biden said he told Xi the U.S. would do what it needs to defend itself and its allies if the North conducts another uh, nuclear test. And he also said that if uh, the North does and China doesn't do anything, then the U.S. could be up in China's face, in his words. Um, Now, Biden also raised concerns about human rights issues in uh, China as well, um, including the issue of Uyghur Muslims. Uh, in the country, apparently being abused, uh, mm-hmm. which has been an issue of the UN Human Rights Council, also. Uh, and so, yeah, not much in terms of uh, concrete solutions right. to their disagreements, but. Uh, a willingness to improve relations uh, nonetheless.
0: And diplomatically, that's an important uh, measure. I mean, I think we knew going into this meeting that not a lot of solid uh, resolutions would be made. No agreements were Mm -hmm. signed between the two countries' leaders. However, it is the two superpowers after all. The fact that they sat down marks an important Mm -hmm. day. There you have it. Uh, Let's move on to our third keyword of the day.
1: Intel sharing.
0: So the leaders of South Korea, United States and Japan have agreed to share information about North Korean missiles. Now, Seoul's defense ministry stresses that such an agreement will have benefits for all sides. Um, They'll work at the details so that all three uh, have mutually beneficial, perhaps, relationships.
1: That's right. The the three leaders said they intend to share North Korean missile warning data in real time to improve each other's ability to detect and assess uh, threats posed by incoming missiles. They call the plan a major step for deterrence, peace, and stability. Analysts said security corporations seem to be getting back on track after a bilateral intelligence-sharing pact between Seoul and Tokyo, known as Jisomia, was nearly scrapped in 2019. It was scrapped under the Moon Jae-in government, but in, under the same government was brought back after pressure from the US. Uh, now, real-time sharing of missile information appears to go beyond Jisomia, which allows South Korean and Japanese military authorities To share information when requested by the other side, defense officials say intelligence sharing through Dysomia can't be considered real time. Now, the defense ministry says talks are underway to work out how to evenly spread out the advantages and benefits to uh all the nations all three nations mm. however it is unclear how the three countries will share real-time intelligence on north korea's missiles though uh, military sources point out that the u.s will likely be the key to information sharing and that while there are various systems in place for south korea and the u.s to share information in real time down to operational units there is no such network with japan now munong Shik, the ministry's deputy spokesman told reporters that when a broad framework is agreed upon between leaders it is a normal procedure for the ministries in charge to develop specific measures through detailed mm-hmm. discussions so basically they uh, he's saying that the framework has been set and now it's just a matter of ironing out the details
0: all right we'll keep tabs on that let's move on to our fourth key word of the day Vaccine difference. So Korea's top infectious disease expert has raised concerns about the low COVID-19 booster vaccination rate during the winter season. This is in stark contrast to people getting flu shots, Uh, especially those who are vulnerable have been more inclined to get their flu shots.
1: That's right. I mean, it's kind of been an annual kind of procedure for uh, especially the elderly getting a flu shot during the winter. So that seems to be continuing. But of course, the low vaccination rates in terms of COVID-19, uh, is being kind of cited as, uh, or one of the reasons behind it is that uh, a lot of people's um, viewpoints on COVID-19 has kind of died down a lot. Mm. Uh, it's not as uh, prevalent, uh, or well, it has been recently, but it has been dying down also. That's right. why people aren't as concerned over COVID-19 as they used to. Uh sak said he was particularly concerned as the low vaccination rate comes ahead of what has been touted a a full-fledged COVID-19 resurgence for the winter months. Uh, Summer and winter are different as winter poses extra risks of respiratory infectious diseases such as RS viruses and flu, which were not prevalent in uh, summer, he said. He added that this winter, if an individual's immunity is relatively low, there is a higher risk of becoming seriously infected. Now, currently, the flu... Uh, vaccination rate for those aged 65 or older stands at 77%. But the winter COVID-19 booster vaccination rate for those aged 60 or older is only at nearly 13%. So this is roughly half of the vaccination rate in the US, for example, for the same age group. He noted that COVID-19 is a much scarier infectious disease than the flu transmitting to more than 15 people per person compared to less than three people per person in the case of flu. Mm. Furthermore, Korea's average annual flu death toll from 2010 to 2019 is 210, while the death toll of COVID-19 is estimated to be close to 27,000 this year. He attributed the the decline in vaccination rates to those who believe COVID-19 can be managed like the flu, he noted that Omicron's mobility is never the same as the flu as well. If, there were, if they were the same, the fatality rate will drop from 0.03% 0.3, 0.03 to less than 0.01% but well, the fatality rate of Omicron BA.5 is actually 0.06%. And he stressed that the additional vaccination rate in winter for high risk groups should be more than 60%. And particularly those aged 70 or older should all receive additional vaccinations. Chung added that considering the two week period when immunity is acquired after shots, vaccinations should be done immediately this week or next week to obtain sufficient immunity. Late this month or early December, when Mm. this full-fledged epidemic is expected for winter.
0: So striking a sense of urgency in those who need to get their booster shot to do so quickly. With that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. High interest. So consumer deposits at commercial banks in Korea are surpassing five percent amid a time of high interest rates across the financial sector. What's the latest?
1: Right, well, uh, interest rates on deposit accounts are usually at the 4% range at the highest when it comes to major banks. Uh, Uli Bank, for example, has a deposit product that, now's, that is now offering a 5.18% interest. That product's interest rate changes, though, along with the market trend. As interest rates are higher across the board, such accounts are also available at higher interest. But the downside is there are also subject to fall, which it actually has done. The same product that I mentioned, uh, the interest went back down to below 5% yesterday, in fact. Other deposit accounts from other major banks also saw over 5% interest being offered, but they too are subject (laughs) to change. Interest rates on such accounts change every day depending on how the market moves.
0: That is most concerning and uh, not reassuring at all, Adam, but thank you very much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it might be appealing at first, but of course, do bear in mind that it could change the very next day.
0: Manage your expectations. Thank you very much, Adam. We'll see you again tomorrow.
1: You're very welcome. See you tomorrow.
0: If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input.